0: Da, 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 da. You sound insane. Do you realize that?
1: Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy! Seriously? It's, it's
2: showtime. We're in the midst of Oscar season here on Mad About Movies as we round mm. out the year. Only a few more movies left to talk about before we reveal our best and worst of the year lists. We released our little Oscar nominations reaction episode. It's about 90 minutes long, so if you want all the reactions on that from us and our friend Megan, the VIP Megan, of on the download, then go check that out on the main feed. Let us know your thoughts and comments on that I'm at about Movies on Twitter. But, this is a long overdue, I feel like. This is a movie that uh, we've all seen. We've seen months ago, but there were so many other Y-release movies that came out, blockbuster-y type movies, that uh, we never really got the time to discuss it on the main feed. But, we delayed it in full anticipation of coming to it again when the nominations came out because we knew it would be in in the running and be a favorite. So we're here now to talk about *Parasites* from Bong Joon Ho, the winner of the uh, Palme d'Or for 2019, and uh, a movie that is probably the most critically acclaimed film of the year. If I was to say put you know put a title on one, would would you guys agree with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably so. Yeah. I mean it had what, six six Oscar nominations? Mm-hmm. And it's Ninety nine. Ninety nine on uh the Rotten? Yeah, yep. ninety nine on Rotten Tomato, which I gotta go look up who, who uh
2: Who didn't like it. Yeah. Don't yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't understand it. Just not for me. Not for
1: me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you guys know this movie's not in English?
2: Yeah. Uh, it couldn't Rotten. Yeah. Um I, it's a, <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> it's like, I I wish I had learned how to read Rotten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure it That's was great. why sure stop paying attention in English class. Couldn't follow it because at all. of movies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I, w- I would guess that when you factor in all of the various awards and such, then there are trillions of them at this point. Uh, I, w- I would guess Parasite's probably the, the top dog at this point. Surely somebody has the, that stat somewhere, but but I don't, so I'll just say yes. Mm, nice. That's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: yeah. This is uh, maybe the first, first time. Times. I can remember that a Best Picture nominee that could be a favorite or, uh, you know, in a top two or three uh, since maybe The Artist, which is a French yeah. movie, and it was definitely was so the best sad. silent movie of 2011.
0: I mean, indisputably. I don't think – we. it cannot be said enough. Nothing uh, can take
2: that away from it. No. that It was can't. without a doubt the best <laughs> silent movie of 2011 that also starred John Goodman, too. Yep. There were <laughs> other silent movies, but this one had John Goodman. Mm. So it was it was the best of those.
1: Totally. Mm. Um
2: no John John one can de take Jardin no one in a prominent role. Literally yeah. like Jean de no one can take that away from him. That <laughs> no. he was in the best <laughs> silent movie of 2011. And people right. always are telling me other silent films of 2011 that are better and I just don't see it.
1: Yeah. No. It's it's a uh... Uh, they're just being contrarians. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's always one, right? Right. Okay, yeah. so uh, here we are with Parasites. It's a Korean movie. Uh, I'm a big Bong Joon-ho fan. Talked about it a lot on the show in the past. I remember recommending The Host in like 2013, mm-hmm. uh, our first year, which is a monster movie that's really well done. Love that. Uh, we also talked Snowpiercer at one mm-hmm. point on the show when it came out. That was yeah. one of the first like kind of Netflixy
0: or streaming movies, right? I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, think it was the not theatrical, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was theatrical, but it it came quickly, and we didn't know how to handle that at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was like 2014. Mm-hmm. We were like, right, sure. yeah, uh, we can just watch this. <laughs> yeah, that was odd. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it,
2: it's a uh, it's definitely. Yeah, I just open. walked
1: around and tried to hand somebody eight dollars. Yeah. know, <laughs> to see the movie. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't know, guys. Like mail, mail to Netflix do do and inv- write them <laughs> <him> a
2: check. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. I only write checks, by the way.
1: <laughs> mm, it's a little yeah.
2: tough and takes a while. People love yeah. you. People, People love you in, in, line. The, che- in yeah. the drive-through <laughs> yeah. when I'm writing my, my check.
1: I was I'll, behind yeah. <laughs> the drive-through. Gosh,
0: I was. <laughs> uh, you know, this is where, um, you know, we say that you know stereotyping can be bad, but this it can be helpful. But I it, I wasn't smart enough. I tried to be a good person and not stereotype. But I was at uh, Kroger buying groceries, and there was like a long line. Of people, It was a person with a ton of clothes A young person And then there was an old With like three things And I was like I'll get behind her It'll be That'll be faster She only has like three things And then When she went to pay She pulled out the She pulled <laughs> out the old checkbook And I was yeah. like Oh no oh, I should have been I should have been an ageist
2: <laughs> I feel like and That's on you, saved my
0: Honestly yeah. That is No I was only <laughs> mad at myself I really was <laughs> it was
2: I feel like the uh, Online banking Is maybe the most Taken for granted thing of yeah. Of our time I remember hmm. just, like, a night a week, my parents, my dad would sit there for three or four hours yes. and balance the checkbook <laughs> yeah. every yeah. single week. And, like, I... I you know, I have it all online and check it, you know, and right. it's all, all your transactions are there and dates and locations, everything. It's so yeah, nice. So you don't even have to yeah. think about it. That my mom
0: great. would give me such a hard time as a kid. Like you, you don't even know what it's you'll Yeah, never, yeah. Until yeah. That's you what balance my parents said. It's like,
2: you've never, you don't even know what yeah. finances You're are. You're going to, yeah. And then it's like, ha ha. Never had to learn that. Just look at my balance and I'm good. <laughs> it's all, it's, it's one number I care about. Just check it, check the balance. Um, well... So, yeah, Bong Joon-ho, big fan of his. He also had Okja on Netflix, too. That Mm -hmm. was very well done a few years ago. That was a good one. So here we are with Parasite. This is kind of his coming out party in terms of the masses. I know Snowpiercer was a good um, science fiction film. It had Chris Evans. They're -hmm. making a a TV series about it or based on it. Uh, I don't know when that drops. Maybe this year. But, uh, but, yeah, this, this seems to be like people are finally coming around on, on knowing who this guy is and really paying attention to his stuff. But, uh, I mean, this guy has is, is got the chops. He, he has everything you want in a director, and uh, Parasite is, is incredible, guys. Um, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
2: we'll go general thoughts here. It's, we can get very spoilery with this one, very easy mm-hmm. to. So if you haven't seen Parasite, it's out on Blu-ray. It's out on digital. Um, it's worth your time. Uh, trust me uh, you'll want to see it before listening to this review so if you haven't seen it already definitely do that pause this and come back to us later but uh Mm -hmm. but man this one just blew my mind on on pretty much every level um from an execution standpoint from a cinematography standpoint from a production design standpoint from Mm -hmm. a screenplay standpoint from an acting standpoint from a satirical standpoint from a um thriller standpoint from a comedy standpoint, I mean, this one hit every single mark. And, um, you know, on my second—I had it very high on the list after the first watch, the top five. But after the, after the rewatch and the second rewatch for this episode, it might be my number one, man. It's, it's just so hard for me to, to find anything bad about Parasite. And um, it, it's already gotten the rights—you uh, know, Bong Joon and Adam McKay have teamed up to bring this to America— for an HBO limited series that's set to debut here in a year or two. So, uh, you know, one of our my first things was like, man, that was great. But I really hope the right American filmmaker gets, gets it, redoes it so that American audiences will realize its greatness because a lot of people are, aren't going to give this a chance because it's a Korean movie. It's subtitled or dubbed, and, um, that's sad, <laughs> you know, to, to automatically write off a movie because it's not in your language or not from your country is, is ridiculous. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's, it is what it's going to take. The American Did you guys not
0: learn Korean to watch this? I did. <laughs> yeah. Your, uh, Rosetta
2: Stone mm-hmm.
0: subscription, uh, yeah. paid off. Finally. Duolingo. Finally, yeah. finally. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've already forgotten all of it. But I, <laughs> yeah, but, there was a weekend where I spoke fluent Korean, right. and I, the movie was just on yeah. another
1: level. We, we had to scrub those episodes; uh, it just didn't really work out very well. Yeah. But now but I appreciate uh, your your commitment.
2: You no,
0: know. now I'm wearing tie uh, for for a thing.
2: <laughs> for a figure a out why, um, man. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, is only climbing up my list. Um, I, I think it's the film that that if it wins Best Picture. Have the least issue with you know, or uh, you know, uh, I, I feel like everybody could agree that that should have that could and should have won, or can say, Oh, okay, great, yeah, that was awesome, you know, kind of like Moonlight a few years ago, 12 Years of Slave, those types that, that those movies are just so, um, they they're so, um, they hit the mark that they're trying to hit so efficiently. That in Spotlight, I mean, uh, it's different. Those are more controversial than this, but it it really reminds me of those movies that um, know exactly what they're going for and hit it perfectly. And um, you know, I think everybody can agree that that Parasite is uh, is one of the better films of the year. So, man, love this movie so much. Really excited to talk about it with you guys, but. You know I was just fascinated by where it takes you on different turns it you never know what to expect, and then I'll say now, you know, no spoilers that the last twenty minutes mm. is the best twenty minutes I've experienced all year watching a film and um just takes the movie to an absolute other level you know and we've said before, you know Richard's famous for the lockout <laughs> uh, of movies but i've I've been always under the impression that I really do think an ending can change my opinion and enforce my opinion uh, on a film and can read you can, you can be redeemed for the past hour hour and a half if the ending is is great and this is one of those movies that the ending only emphasizes what i saw in the first two hours so uh man huge fan of parasite and uh, excited to talk about this one with you uh with you guys but richard what's your general thoughts Stop. on this and, and all that yeah, this is an interesting thing in in that
0: um, these movies, uh, you know, i I love things like this that are sort of genreless that pop around to a lot of different things. There's a there's a lot to love about this movie in that way. That it's and I I loved it too, Ken. But what's cool about it is it's sort of a million different things in one and pulls them all off. It's funny and it's like you said, thrilling and scary and and satirical and smart. Without being condescending, the other thing that's incredible about this—I don't—I don't—the translation's great, but the um, the humor works, which is often not the—you know—there's so many movies I love that are not in English, but a lot of times humor can get lost just because the way we word things is just different, and uh, and that I would always advise people on. I'm sure the Adam McKay version will will have an American style you know, the, the Americanize the humor a bit, but it doesn't need much of it. It still really works. The, the satire and the, the wit of this film really still works, um, which is, which is, I don't know who to commend for that. I don't know if it's just the universal humanity or, uh, you know, Bong Joon-ho or whoever did the translate. I mean, I, I just found it, uh, still really, really not stilted at all in terms of, of humor. And so, um, yeah, I love that about it. And the, 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 the thrilling parts, the the what this movie represents sort of socio politically and all of that is is really interesting of this time and not um, and, and just really handled intelligently with with enormous amount of kind of wit and empathy and all the things you would want in that. So yeah, it's to me it's definitely an, it'll be up up near the top for my for my year end. love love the filmmaker, love uh, loved a lot of these actors. We'd love to see them in more things, but uh, yeah, I think Bong Jo Ho is, is someone that we're going to have to, you know, he's now appointment viewing. He's made a few really cool things in a row, and but I like him in this world the most. Not that I don't like the more kind of supernatural things he's done or or whatever larger scale things, but this kind of world is is I think where he can really show his talent and uh, the best. But who knows? I'm I'm up for whatever he makes us. Brian, what about you?
1: Yeah, uh, I I saw this I don't know like three months ago maybe and I haven't had a chance to rewatch it since um, I you know I don't watch very many subtitle movies and and this is partly because I they don't get released in theaters and as often uh, or at least around me you know I live in in the suburbs and it's it's difficult to get to it a subtitled movie a lot of times. And then when they're at home, I I've said this many times before and every once in a while I take crap for it and that's fine. I can't pay attention very well when I'm at home. Like when I'm watch, I have pretty bad ADD and I've all, I've got 400 things that I'm trying to, uh, to multitask. And so I have a hard time sitting and watching a movie for the first time that I'm, that I'm having to, you know, keep my eye on the screen for, for literally every second like this. So I just don't end up getting to a lot of them, and Brian um, watches and movies like most people listen to podcasts. Right? You always have your yeah, yeah yes. I do. Not yes.
0: I don't mean that as a critique. I no, just mean, no, you're
1: totally right. Yes, I'm. It's partly busyness, and it's partly I just I have a tr- yeah. I have a hard time focusing if I'm totally. not kind of spreading my attention across uh, a couple of things. Um, so, like, that's to my detriment, obviously, that I don't see too many of these films. I have seen – I've seen the host. I've seen Snowpiercer. I never saw uh, Okja or Okja, um, just one of those that never got into the rotation. It's interesting. It's uh, a John
0: Ronson, uh, the writer, co-wrote it, uh-huh. I think, or did the story. I don't sure. know. It's, it's a weird very satirical, comp-
2: like yeah. animal rights satirical, but it's, it's not mm-hmm. – did doesn't hit you over the head with it. It's sure. like – it's kind of like Peach Dragon – in a, in a weird way, okay. it's like a, yeah, I remember a girl's relationship sure. with her animal and why they protect it. It's yeah. it's it's very it's very good. It's on Netflix mm-hmm. though. Yeah,
1: yeah. I need to check it out. Uh, that you know, I always say this too. Like I try as hard as I can to see 100 to 150 movies from each year, and when the year ends, then it's time to move on to the next year. For me, that's just the way that I have to do it because I don't have unlimited time, and so some of those movies, it's like. Hey, that sounded really good. I didn't get a chance to see it in 2017 or before we did our end of year list at the beginning of 2018, and then I'm already moved on. You know, I don't have time to watch the next one. So, um, all that to say, I haven't seen a ton of these movies. I really love, uh, I love Bong Joon-ho's vision and the stuff that he does on screen and the way that that is, that that it comes across uh, despite the language barrier. There are... Again, I'm a I'm a kind of a limited uh foreign film watcher, so I'm far from the expert on this, but there is you, you mentioned Richard the the loss of of the of comedy especially um when you're when you're having to read something um and the translation and all that sort of stuff mm. and the timing of it is mm-hmm. different when yeah. you're not when you don't speak that language stuff that it you know that is a loss. That's he why comedies has, don't play that well over our American yes, comedies don't play that well right, over. Exactly. Same reason. Exactly. Um, so that, that works. He, even in like Snowpiercer, a movie that I liked, but didn't love, you know, I thought was a very solid action film, but wasn't like a favorite of mine personally. Uh, even in that, some of the, there's some very dark humor that comes across really well uh, in, in that movie. This one is like to a whole nother level. This is like a Coen brothers movie. And, uh, and I love that. So I love the visuals. I thought it's, it's so incredibly well shot. The setting in the house where you know 80% of the movie takes place is is such a cool it's like a little bit creepy but not um spooky i guess it's just a it, really cool spot to have it and i thought the acting in this was superb all around um surprised a little bit surprised but also maybe maybe disappointed would be the right term that um, that's that especially uh sodom park and uh and Kang ho so the song weren't nominated for for an oscar i just thought they were spectacular and it is really something to try i think for me to uh if you can if if you're acting in a foreign film when i'm trying you know when i'm reading my way through the movie at home trying my best to pay attention if your acting pulls through so spectacularly the way that that these actors did goodness that to me that's a huge accomplishment just because I'm a dummy and I can't pay attention to these things very well so um yeah really really well done and and I'll finish the, but the this is a, you mentioned can the you know conclusion and and the ending of a movie this was a movie that I was like this is a good movie I'm and I think that I'm enjoying it it's very well done I appreciate it greatly um, I don't know that it's gonna be in my top ten at the end of the year, but it's very good. And then the last 20 minutes, I was like, oh my gosh. Uh it really it jumped from a good movie to a historically great movie to me in that last, in that last not even act, but the last half of the third act. It's just it's supremely good in its its conclusion and um and it leaves you with that. You know, you get to walk away with the best 20 Mm -hmm. minutes of the movie were the last 20 minutes. And that is such a, such a powerful impact on how you, you know, how you look at movie, how you look at a movie, um, in context, uh, for the, you know, for the rest of the year and things like that. So, yeah, no, 100%. And, uh, you know, what
2: struck me again on this last rewatch was the pacing and how well it's paced Mm -hmm. and how, um, how expertly crafted the screenplay is, you know, I know Quentin Tarantino will probably win this year or marriage story. Um, for original screenplay, but I mean, this is about as uh, I don't know original and clever of a story, uh, let alone expertly written. It's one thing to have a clever idea, uh, you know, or a good concept, but it not be well written, right? This is that. Mm-hmm. It's an ex- mm-hmm. excellent concept, and it's expertly written, and and the pacing. You know, uh, I, I actually paused it on my last rewatch um, when the housekeeper comes back to look for her husband um and they reveal the whole you know hidden door and everything and uh literally halfway through the movie exactly the halfway point they they introduce that and and you go on this whole other you know it, it re- literally reveals another level to the movie right um and uh you know the whole first first part is 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 obviously set up and exposition but you know I, I just love the uh the juxtaposition between the the audience knowing you know the kind of dramatic irony aspect of the movie too the audience being behind it with with the uh, kim family on on screwing around with the park family the rich family um and you you know we know what's coming but the park family doesn't and we kind of get to enjoy their misery uh together um i i love that aspect of it and um it's so funny um what they do i mean that's where the comedy comes from it's all situational you know i think that stuff really does translate you know like uh mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. um the art therapy thing just kills me you know like where they she she says uh, the daughter says oh i just googled art therapy before i went over there and i looked at a, she looks at a painting in the park's house and it's like oh your son did that oh well that means he's insane <laughs> She's like, "What?" <laughs> I, I I've been looking at that for for years. She's like, "Yeah, that means he he uh yeah, he's crazy." And she's like and it's just so funny that 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 uh that uh situation, you know, I think that would translate in any in any language as well as the um framing the the maid with tuberculosis is hilarious. Um like leaving the panties in the limo to get the the limo driver fired is funny, you know, all these little things on how they infiltrate the family without the park family ever really realizing that this is one giant con is, is mm-hmm. great. Um, I, I love that aspect of it. And what did you guys think of that first act of, of parasite, Brian?
1: I thought it was great set up mm. and, um, like, You know, when I say that the last twenty minutes are the best twenty minutes, it's not. Again, I don't mean that as a as a detriment to the rest of the film. The rest of the film is very very well done, and um, you know you can't have you can't have a third act payoff like that without really laying some great groundwork in the first and second act. And and this this movie more so than a lot of other films. we, We I at least I talk a lot about you know first second and third act and the way that that plays out. That's a very traditional way of of telling a story whether it's on stage or on screen or whatever uh this movie for legitimately has a first second and third act and it plays out more like a play on screen than anything else but Smart. it does it yeah. very no, totally. very well yeah and sometimes that annoys me i get, there are times I, I wish i could think of an example off the top of my head there's times where we, we see a movie and and it's like, that would probably be a great stage play, the but lighthouse. it doesn't, it didn't really work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, no, you're not, you're not wrong on that at all. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, what the, oh shoot. Gosh, I never remember the title of this movie. The Tarantino one
1: before Once Upon a Time. Um, Hateful, Hateful A. Yeah. 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 Hateful Eight. Sure. Yeah. That's a yeah, play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a great, totally. Totally. Um, and sometimes that doesn't really work. This is one, this is an example of how it works really, really well. It has a very clear to me first, second, and third act. And uh, I thought the first act. It did such it, and you don't. For me, at least, I, I again. It's like oh, this is good, and then you you see that ending it's like oh my gosh, it really pays it off so well. But in then when you and when you look back in retrospect, you know in hindsight, like gosh, that was incredible world building. And we never credit movies like this for world building. We always use that term to refer to like Star Wars or Avatar or some grand spectacle type movie. But this also does an incredible job of, of world building and setting that up. And it's very, you know, I don't know what it's like in, in, uh, South Korea. I, I, there are some universal themes that, that can carry over, but the, but for me, for, for American audience, uh, I appreciated the, the attention to detail on setting up that world and, and putting us in a position where we can, we can understand what the next step was and how it moves on into its second act and the way that it, it it goes from there. So yeah, great, great first act, great introduction to the characters and the settings and um extremely effective use of, of the three act yeah. setup.
2: And the uh I mean the the setup of why each person has this role, like the dad was an ex valet guy, you know, so he's like, oh you could be their driver, you know? It's like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they use all their kind of uh, their skills that they've attained over this, uh, you know, their poverty and trying to make ends meet that that ultimately leads to, um, you know, their success, which is which is a great message, I guess, overall, but among other messages in the movie. But Richard, what did you think of that first act set up before they kind of make the reveal of the hidden room? Uh, Yeah, I mean,
0: I found myself totally mesmerized by it in that I, I I tend to and this isn't a great thing to admit as a sensibly a, as a film critic but I tend to kind of think ahead of things um not always successfully but I just mean I'm I'm always kind of trying to predict what's going to happen and what 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 does that mean you know especially when you just you see the kind of sheer quantity of stuff we we see because of this show um I have trouble getting sometimes fully in things um, I'm always trying to outsmart them, and 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 I failed. But uh, I didn't do that with this. I just found it really organic. Um and of course that wonderful feeling of going back and going oh yeah that was you know knowing with the context of what happens how well everything worked but but I I didn't uh, I I I love that none of it took you out of the film in a way we go okay
2: what's that that's going to be something later it all seemed pretty organic to me yeah man Uh, just uh, just while we're on the the first act I love when they uh, they discover the panties in the car and they're like. They're like, uh, I guess the husband says, uh, normally when this kind of thing happens, you you know, you'll find a ponytail holder or an earring or something like, how? why is there a pair of panties? Like, wouldn't you notice that, you know, that you left that behind? And she's like, yeah, you're right. Hmm. She must be a meth head. <laughs> and, they, and, they, <laughs> and they just like assume that the, the girl he's sleeping with is like a crackhead instead of like somebody could be setting us up, you know, <laughs> like that's their first thought is that, that's hilarious to me, too. Um, and, and, uh, and I love the fact that, uh, all the, the, uh, the Kim family are all in the house and, uh, at the same time. And then the son comes and's like, they all smell the same, you know? And, yes. and then they are like, oh crap. And then they're, they're like, go back to their house. It's like, oh, I guess we got to do our laundry all separate now so that we don't smell the same. They don't know we're all from the same family, you know? And the, the uh the parents are just like stop being rude you know like they don't even think about what that could mean you know uh i i love the naivety of it um and and they make a big point of the naivety of the rich um which is funny uh mm-hmm. and i think the quote is i wrote it down here rich people are naive and they say money acts like an iron and smooths out all the creases i loved that and how these people have yeah. so many problems yeah. in their life and they're horrible people, but the fact that they're wealthy, it just, uh, I don't know if it negates it, but it certainly covers it up, you know? And, uh, and she says, um, uh, she says, I'm not rich, but I'm still nice. Um, but, but, uh, Park is only nice because she's rich. And she says, hell, if I had all this money, I'd be nice too. Uh, <laughs> I love that too. And, uh, and the sons, um, goal of like marrying the daughter too so that they could be in-laws and actually get the house too i mean that comes into play later but i, I like that was a uh that was a fun moment um one other kind of visually striking moment is where the wife is leaving the house and uh the the kim wife it, like acts as the housekeeper the new housekeeper and that garage door is closing you know and like Uh, and Kim is just standing in the middle of the garage, like staring as the garage door is closing, like that creepy, like horror movie vibe of like, uh, I don't know. I just love that moment from Bong that that he was like, all right, just stand there and stare out the garage while it's closing. You know, he just realized in the moment, I guess what, what I do that every day. Yeah. You do. (laughs) You wave. I have an alley though. So
0: so no one sees it. It's just, just kind of, it makes me feel good. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then, okay, we get to the middle of the movie. The old housekeeper comes back and says, let me in, let me in. I'm the old housekeeper. She proves it by, by naming the dogs, you know, and and they let her in and she runs immediately down to the basement and tries to push away a shelf, but she can't do it herself. And she needs the help of the Kims to, to push it away only to reveal that her husband has been down in this hidden area of the house for so long, the, uh, The Park family had locked him in there. Apparently, it wouldn't, or he wasn't able to get out from the inside, and so he's in there for a long time. And uh, like I said, this is where the movie really goes from six to midnight really quickly. Mm -hmm. It just like it doesn't relent, and uh, you know, what 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 would you guys say about uh, about that reveal and kind of where it goes
1: from there, Brian? So. Yeah. Cause you, like at that point you still don't know what this movie is, I think. Um, which is great. I mean, it's a great, again, I just extreme credit for, for the building of the, of the world and the story and the way that that plays out, you know, something's coming because it's a, it's a really, as funny as this movie is and it, it is, it's one of the, maybe the funniest movie of, of the year for me. Um, off the top of my head anyway, uh, it, you, you're always aware that there's tension building and that something's coming and you, you just kind of don't know what it's going to be. And you're like, you're wondering, are these are these people going to get away with this? Are they going to get their due? How's it going to play out? But you know something's coming. And, but you know, I, for me at least, it was a complete surprise the direction that this went. And so when, when the former housekeeper, because sh- by the way, like these are terrible people. Like we agree that, that they're not, they're really not great people. And yeah, they're, they're in extreme poverty and you do you you make tough choices and do what you got to do to survive and so i i you know we we get it but they they put the previous staff through hell to get to the position that they're in and and so you're just kind of wondering is this going to balance out karmically and how's that play and so anyway when the, when the old housekeeper shows up and it, <laughs> you know we're in spoilers right we can Move oh yeah, it's a good point. Okay, um, and then you discover that her husband's been staying in the the basement for however many mm-hmm. months and years, and and then it just escalates. It like really hits the gas from there, and it's it's still it's a very funny movie. Still through that through that whole thing, it's almost it's almost like uh, sophisticated slapstick. You know, when the when the family calls and says, "Hey, we're coming back to the house," and them like trying to clean up and and rolling under the the coffee table and all this sort of stuff. It's very, it's humorous, but it's also super tense. And you're just wondering Mm. how, is this going to explode into violence? Is it going to, you know, what, what's the, what's the play here? How's this going to go? And from that point, you know, the first act, act and a half, I'm, I'm I'm just invested from a character standpoint and I'm, I'm interested in in what's going to happen as far as these people go. And then from that point on, I'm, I'm super invested based on like, what events are about to transpire? Yeah, it becomes right? almost How's an action it's movie play out? Mm-hmm. or a horror yeah, movie sure. or a thriller yeah.
2: at that yeah. point. Um, so they set up the ending by saying, oh, we're having a birthday party for our son. You guys should should come, right? And the uh, Kim re- uses this birthday party as the, um, the place to make their move, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And man, that whole last – I don't know, it's more than 20 minutes – where the housekeeper's husband escapes during the birthday party, and then just starts murdering everybody, mm. and it essentially just becomes a Ari Aster horror movie with yeah. this mass murder taking place, and and then it becomes like this really sentimental, sweet, almost somber experience. I don't know. You feel sorry for everybody at the end. It, it, like in the sp- in the span of twenty minutes, you go from uh you know rousing comedy to insane horror thriller to sentimental drama in like a matter of like i said less than less than half the last act and uh that is
1: mm-hmm.
2: not easy to pull off and man my adrenaline was just pumping to the to the extreme on that last part and you know i don't want to give away everything uh or talk about every every single moment of it but Man, like I said, it's just – I can't remember a movie – I'd have to go back and honestly look at the ones we reviewed. A movie that in the last 20 minutes really made me – maybe midsummer this year was that way. That really was just like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, and just takes it to a complete another level and leaves you on that high. I think you nailed it, Brian, when you said it's not often you get to leave a movie with the last 20 minutes being the best 20 minutes of the movie. I think that, mm-hmm. nails, that nails what this brings. That is a rarity, man,
0: it and leaves you feeling so it euphoric. You when you feel leave euphoric, the th-
2: and when you yeah. go back and rewatch, you're just anticipating it. You know, you're mm-hmm. anticipating the end. You're not like, oh man, I love that uh, that fight scene at the beginning, but after that, you know, it kind of slows down, and the end, you know, okay, you know, so many movies like that have have great moments, but it's not often that they're paced as well as this and spread throughout. You know, and this every rewatch I've done, I've I've found something new. That I liked about it, I found something I didn't notice before on this most recent rewatch. It was the Morse code thing—how they set that up and how he ends up using that to signal his son. Um, but I can't say enough about how just technically proficient this movie is. You know, aside from what it says satirically, I just think as a film, it's just so sound. You know, editing, uh, cinematography, like I said, production design, lighting—I mean, just an absolute clinic on almost every
1: level mm-hmm.
2: in that yeah, in terms absolutely. of that so yeah. to me it should sweep every award it's nominated for i can't you know if it doesn't i understand but like it deserves every award it's nominated for let's just say that in my opinion you know but uh but yeah, yeah. how do you guys feel about the end and uh we'll get pretty close to grading this one out you yeah it really worked for me i mean the
0: the kind of never went full into it didn't have this full switch where it's like a total horror film no. but there's certainly el- elements of that mm-hmm. and it's thrilling and all that and uh yeah that really worked for me i thought i just thought like i said this at the beginning this thing hopped around through so many different genres and tones and all of them it excels at which is my favorite kind of movie like i said i i love that i i don't like i mean i i like plenty of things that are just straight genre but i i love when people play with that you know i love when there's a really serious drama that you laugh five times in cause there's just good funny lines. You know, I just think I, sometimes people get so bogged down like, Oh, this is a serious film. And so, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. this is, the, ha ha ha. This can not have no drama in it. This is, and I like when, when people play with that, I wish more, more films were like that. So this wins points for me for being kind of all over the spectrum there. And the, the, the kind of weighty, um, thrilling, violent, you know, ending is, is really works and feels earned and isn't, uh, isn't
1: contrived or manipulative in any way, Brian? What about you? Yeah, hundred percent agree. It's the, when the violence, break, like you're aware that it's going to happen. I think by that point, I don't. I didn't know exactly how it was going to play know that out at but all.
2: I, I I had gotten I to a place got, where I was like, It came completely out of nowhere when they just start murdering okay. everybody. I was like, oh See, my from,
1: god! <laughs> I didn't know. Obviously, I didn't know the beats of that or like what the the actual events. But the tension had built so much that by that point, I had gotten to a place where I was like, okay, this is this is going to be Tarantino-y or, or even Coen brother as far as like, it's going to, it, this is going to escalate into violence at some point. And maybe I didn't, I wasn't sure that it was going to be a mass murder like that, but I, I thought I was pretty confident we're, something's coming and we're, we're going to get something pretty, pretty hardcore is about to happen. Um, up, you know, the last, like maybe five minutes as that was building, like, okay, this is, this is really escalating. Um, something's, something's going to transpire here. Um, uh, and that was—it's a—but it's a sh- but it still was shocking visually and very effective in that. I mean, it, it, it just—it really, really comes hard and—and um, it's—and—and and then it's done, you know. And then mm-hmm. it, it, it moves on to the next thing, and the next beat is then even more interesting And in the way that that plays out with. The father hiding in the basement, and gosh, that I, that monologue it, he that gives, is devastating. Is just so yeah. good. I mean, it's so it's perfect so good the music, and so devastating. Oh, yeah. oh gosh, yeah, and it, I mean, it just it hit me, you know, hard in the feelings of like, oh my gosh, this dude. I mean, he's he's basically giving up his life and hoping that one day he'll be reunited with his family, and and vice versa with his son. This that fantasy element of the sun, um, you know, you, of you seeing him grow up and become successful and buy the house and all that stuff. And then to, you know, for it to play out as well, that actually, that was a, you know, that's a fantasy. That's a, it's a daydream. And I just was like, gosh, what an incredible, what an incredible finish that it, it's heartbreaking, but so uh, fulfilling at the same time. And, and, really hit all of the emotional notes that that I would I would want in a film. And again, it took it from this is such a good movie to holy cow, that was a mm. great, great
2: movie. Yeah. It's one of the best movies I've seen ever on the show. I mean uh this might make my top decade episode list when we do that here in a in a couple of weeks um for our five six hundredth episode? Yeah. yeah man this one is Like I say, just on every level, it's just so technically perfect (laughs) and masterpiece Uh level on every, every facet. I mean, if Bong Joon tops this one ever, I'll be very Mm -hmm. surprised, you Mm -hmm. know, and delighted as a matter of fact, obviously, but, uh, man, uh, let's grade this one out. A plus for me, like I said, maybe the movie of the year that I had the least problems with, you know, even, (laughs) even the A pluses I have complaints about, I just can't. I can't think of a complaint about this one, really. I just it's perfect. So A plus
1: for me. Richard? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, a+, a plus, plus too. Yeah, Sorry.
0: A plus all around, yeah.
1: Yeah, this is this yeah. is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's yeah. gonna be I I I try very hard not to to overuse I don't that. I want word. him to remake this, it. This is the one.
0: I love McKay, I, but uh, Yeah. I, I think Bong has I'm something sure. as
2: is helping him with it though and kind yeah, of yeah, co producing. I, I think it I think there's some Americanized things you could do with it totally, that would be good totally. and if they extend it out to like 10 episodes 10 hours you know yeah, and it's like sure. a slow burn yeah i think it could be really fun um hope so. depending on the casting and all that but mm-hmm. and you know if yeah. it's not great we always have parasite right <laughs> and right. uh and we can always enjoy that so yeah man three a pluses and uh you know i i hope for the best at the oscars great to see it get recognized and mm-hmm. um It'll definitely win best foreign language film, if anything else. So, sure. so good for that. And um, man, can't wait to see uh, what what comes next from uh, from this uh, creative team. So, so yeah, that's Parasite. Hope you enjoyed our review of this. Um, I think we got one or two more uh, reviews, Brian. Do we? Nineteen seventeen. We do this,
1: this. We've got this week. Probably and they they the last, do it Probably for, the last one, right? Yeah, that'll probably do it for twenty nineteen before mm-hmm. we do our end of year recap.
2: Uh, So yeah, Yeah. we will have 1917 out Mm -hmm. in your main feed as well, if you haven't checked that out. And then we got to move on to 2020, which is... I, I feel it's not gonna be nearly as
1: kind to us <laughs> oh, as twenty nineteen Can literally... we just redo
0: these movies again? I'll do more sure, episodes on them. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... Let's do
1: exclusively throwbacks on like nineteen ninety five instead. Yeah. The entire that's... year. <laughs> just
0: like... Let's do that LeBron thing, you know, where <laughs> LeBron just takes a month off and uh-huh. then comes back okay. stronger for the playoffs. Let's sure. just take twenty twenty okay. off and then we'll, we'll promise we'll rock twenty twenty one hard. Right.
1: Yeah. We'll we'll try. Sure. This
0: looks rough.
2: Yeah, yeah. there was not one movie. Eternals though. Sick. Yeah. There was not one movie I was anticipating. I mean, yeah, the Discord uh VIP is asking like, so what's, you know, what's your anticipation <laughs> level for 2020? What are movies you're looking forward to? It's like, there's literally not one until Quiet Place 2 in March yeah. that I'm like, yeah, that looks good or uh, intrigues yeah. me. Everything else I feel like I'm going to have to be convinced uh, you sure. know otherwise St- stuff Mulan will surprise us though too. i'm yeah. excited for that but that's the, yeah stuff will surprise us i think
1: because the deal is like this last year 2019 the blockbuster side of things was pretty pretty ragged and rough and it was yeah, i mean really? like the the whole summer months you know it was like between avengers and october we yeah, had it was rough spider-man far from home which was good yeah. and like toy story 4 and pretty much everything else was kind of rough and and then the not even award season but like adult movie season you know yeah. not that kind of adulty um well those are also really seasons. Yeah, also in the a summer. strong year on that yeah. Adult yeah. Movie seasons um, in the summer. Yeah. but that like i mean that that took this year to a whole nother level because yeah. all those movies were just so, every right. week we were like oh there's three movies that were pretty it solid should, right now
0: it should be yeah. that thing i mean this isn't an original idea people do it with things all the time they do it with like mvp trophies and stuff but the oscars if you win this year they should be bigger than other years yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> like the, oh, yeah like,
0: the actual yeah. statue should, get, should be a little bigger right like right. you should know and then like when you win in a when you win yeah. an oscar this coming year if it's a crap year it's like
2: a kind of little paperweight
1: sure. yeah yeah i like that idea
2: good call like yeah good call well yeah. this is uh this has been parasite i'm sure we'll it'll come up again in our oscar postgame show which we will release mm. uh about an hour or two after the oscars end so oh, stay yeah. tuned for that that'll be fun and it'll be your uh your kind of your monday morning commute uh soundtrack for you and be good so thank you for listening if you want more from mm. us we got vip episodes dropping we just released one on kindergarten cop and we got our ama coming up as well where we're going to answer all your exclusive hard-hitting questions and then we've got a shutter island review uh, very soon for some scorsese and dicaprio talk as we near oscar season as well in honor of 10 years of shutter island so Stay tuned for that. Enjoy that. It's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP if you want that stuff. But uh, if you want to get involved in the show, leave us a voicemail 214-308-1308. We might play it back on the show. And uh, always, you can tweet us or email us as well. But if you want to find me, I'm at Kent Garrison on social. Where can we find you, Richard? You can find me at Richard Barden on social. All the different various things. You know,
0: They're all there. Brian, what about you?
1: You can find me on the Twitter, BeGuild12. You can find my writing at MadAboutMoviesPodcast.com and the Podcast newsletter.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you, listener, for being here. I hope you enjoyed Parasite. Let us know what you thought of it. And until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Hey,
0: baby, I hear the blues are calling Toss salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged